0: my name's ben and i'm nicole and this is wicked and grim a true crime podcast that's been going on for how long
1: (gasps) one mofo year i was gonna swear but i was like i'll save that till later
0: (laughs) (laughs) our podcast is as of today as of this tuesday Mm -hmm. february 8th
1: one year old one year old one One year year old. old
0: One year old, and how many episodes have we come out with? I, I we should have looked Ooh, that up before we started at that. I think we're at like sixty-two,
1: but that's not like including um, when we did Halloween week, right? Because we didn't really necessarily include that as as a one or two or three and stuff. Did uh, no, we? I think
0: that includes them. Yeah, does it? Okay, yeah.
1: okay, I wasn't too sure.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we included those into that. Let me see. I'm just looking right now, seeing if I can find it. Yep. So this is the sixty third oh, episode. Oh my gosh, we we came up with sixty three episodes in one year, babe. Cheers. Cheers. You guys, cheers to you. Thank you very much for your support over this last year. It's been absolutely incredible. Oh, my
1: gosh. It's just blown us out of
0: the water. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're going to go over a little bit of a long intro today because we, we want to do some recapping on just looking back in the podcast a bit. So...
1: But we still do have a podcast for you to listen to. I've researched a case. Not so you're just like, oh my gosh, it's a recap episode. Done. Yeah. We're we're doing a case. This is a
0: legit case. It is. We're just taking a little bit extra time in the intro today for a little bit of talking and bullshit. So we're going to shoot the shit a little bit here. More than normal. That's all we're saying.
1: That's all we're saying. All
0: we're saying. saying. But before we do that, before we do that, can we thank our amazing patrons?
1: yes let's do it i thought you were gonna say something else and i was like yeah let's do it i'm into it
0: well first of all thank you to all the patreon individuals out there who have supported us over this last year whether it was you've been with us from the start you're just joining in whether you even got rid of your subscription we appreciate the shit out of you joining in and supporting us even a little bit even if you haven't we still love you guys yeah
1: i was gonna say that too anyone that's listening like you're pretty much awesome
0: Uh uh-huh And in this last week, we had a few new Patreon subscribers join on board. So here we go. We got Linda W. who joined on. We got Tammy Johnson. Christine Beam, which I fucking love that name because it's like Christine Beam. I love it. It's got like such a flow to it.
1: It does. It's like Christine Beam. I love that last name.
0: Like with a name like that. That's like a superhero name. It
1: is. Yeah.
0: That's a badass name.
1: Maybe they're a superhero.
0: Christine, we're on to you. (laughs) Uh, We got Sarah Granby. We got. This one I love too. Susie Q.
1: Oh my gosh. Right? Susie Okay, Q, I was just like, that's bum, a song, bum, isn't it? Bum, oh, Susie Q. Oh. CCR. Oh, oh Susie you, Q. You really let it go out there. You. Susie
0: Q. I love that song. I'm a terrible <laughs> singer if you can't tell.
1: This is not the first time you've sang on no.
0: here. No. And for the record, I haven't tried to sing yet. That's just me playing around. If I actually try and sing, it's way worse. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's like was way worse. Like...
0: You can attest to that.
1: Okay, honestly, actually, you're not that bad of a singer. I really don't think you're that bad.
0: I'm mediocre at best. That's what I would you're say. You're better
1: than I am. Well,
0: that's not saying much.
1: <laughs> wow. Snap. Insults. Okay,
0: we also got a few more people here. We got Anna Poole or Poulet. It's got a little apostrophe on the E at the end there. So it's really hard to discern. Okay. But Anna, you badass. We got Glenna Gunston and Amber Lapala, and finally Joyce Rogers. You guys all joined us this last week wow. over on Patreon, so That's thank so you many. very That's much. That's so many. That's amazing. Right? Wow. These guys are incredible. Thank, thank you for hopping on board and supporting us. You're amazing. Without people like you, we couldn't be doing this. We Without w- yeah anyone tuning in,
1: we, we- wouldn't be doing this.
0: And I didn't actually
1: probably would be because you're like, Nicole, you have to give it a few years before we see success. (laughs) And then I was like, like, how long Ben? (laughs) Because I'm like, I like to see success. After
0: like episode one, you're like, why are we not famous yet?
1: Oh, my gosh. That is (laughs) not how I am.
0: Pretty much. No,
1: there's no way. I'm not that bad.
0: Basically, because episode one was the outlaw pass. We came out with the outlaw pass and you're just like, well, there's we got like three people listen to the episode. What the hell? (laughs) And you were just like crushed.
1: No, I wasn't. Pretty I much. I think you're exaggerating that. I did not anticipate that we'd be this far at one year, though. No,
0: me either. There's Which is no really cool. Um, I don't know the exact number because hopping over to a new platform, um, our numbers reset. Mm-hmm. I'd have to do some math and add it up between the two, but we did reach over three hundred thousand listens in this one year. I believe we're at three hundred and. 10 or 312-ish in one year.
1: That is incredible. It's
0: amazing.
1: Holy. Our mind
0: is blown, you guys. It totally is. Um, But while we're on the topic of the Outlive Pass, I just want to say that I think one day I might want to revisit that case.
1: Yeah, you talk about that often, actually.
0: Um, Not because I want to add any new information. I think we covered it pretty good with the information. I want to recover it or revisit it, sorry, and go over it again because it was our first ever episode. And I just want to kind of go over it again and compare you know
1: yeah but hasn't some new information even come out too since that episode like i thought we put it out and then like something new came out right um, away almost.
0: we put it out at the same time as a new information coming out i believe i covered it in the actual oh, episode I okay back i come not sure um it's because uh there was a theory on an avalanche actually causing it but i call 100 bullshit on that because ain't no way an avalanche is caus- causing that when their tent wasn't buried in snow and their footprints are still seen in the snow doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. You talk about that. You don't honestly talk about this case a lot in our oh, house.
0: Hell yeah. So I want to revisit that one day.
1: That'd be fun though. Being that it was our first episode. That'd be super fun.
0: Yeah. For sure. Anything you want to revisit. What would you do if you could?
1: Um, The Donnellys.
0: The Donnellys. Kay. Because that
1: was a freaking spiral train wreck of an episode for me.
0: That was the best episode we've ever had.
1: No. I just like screwed up so much and I think it was only my second episode and I was super nervous. I mean, I still get nervous really, but... I pronounced so much shit wrong and like had some stumbles that were like a little bit inappropriate.
0: But it was funny. <laughs> Instead of the word organism, you said orgasm, and it potato- was hilarious. It was like potato. The potato famine, which you said potato famine. Oh, no, okay. fathom, fathom. Sorry.
1: I don't know. It was. It was just like it just. It just went down.
0: It was hilarious. I love that but episode. People
1: actually, I think that might have made them fall in love with us a little. Well,
0: and fun fact, <laughs> you as soon as we were done that episode, you wanted to re-record yep. right then and there. Oh
1: my gosh, I like begged you and you're like, no.
0: I was like, no way, that's going live. Like we can't record re-record that. It has to go up.
1: But we actually get like a lot of people being like, Oh my gosh, you have to like do better with your pronunciation. So that's why I'm like, ah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I th- I think a bit bit of that is is we own up to our mistakes. A lot of other podcasts, they just fake
1: it till they make it, fake
0: it till they make it. Not necessarily fake it. Um, They'll just stick with the pronunciation and roll with it. If we're not sure, I mean, we're like, hey, we're not sure.
1: I know we 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 let people know, (laughs) but maybe going forward, I'll just like pretend. Yeah, it
0: might not. It it may be to our own fault, but we're just a little honest in that way. Maybe it's the Canadian in us.
1: We I actually do try hard though like okay right now for this case for example i literally have about like five six tabs open right now of like pronounce dots oh, com or whatever because yeah. i look to see how to pronounce shit but then i'm gonna go say it later and i won't know how to pronounce it yeah so. and you
0: just forget yeah so it's it's kind of it's yeah it's hit and miss so we we do try
1: we do try Don't get
0: us wrong there
1: um but then yeah other ones that i've just like loved too for some i'm just gonna throw the ones i loved. let's hear it but i loved um the toy box killer yes the lululemon case yes and the mad trapper of rat river i feel like those are like three of my faves
0: mad trapper was a badass
1: yeah that guy's a badass and i have to
0: say i was i'm super proud of myself of the lululemon one that's probably my favorite episode that i did you did
1: so good i told a
0: good story in that one you told a
1: really good story so
0: yeah i'm proud of that one particularly Mm -hmm. okay we we gotta talk about more stuff because we got a lot to load unload on you guys here
1: well yeah we basically have some cool shit we're planning for the one year anniversary so we got to we we chat about that.
0: So what do we got coming down the pipe in the one year anniversary?
1: Okay. So we're doing a giveaway. We're actually doing two giveaways. If you're a uh, patron, you're just automatically entered into one. And what it is, it's going to be like approximately $50 credit for our merch. Yeah. And then we're also doing another one on Insta. So anyone that's following and basically you'll just have to comment what your favorite episode has been because like. I'm curious. I want to know. You probably want to know. We want to yeah, know.
0: We just talked about ours. Yeah. So let's hear yours.
1: So I'm going to be posting those tomorrow. And then we're doing a Q&A.
0: We are doing a Q&A. But before we talk about the Q&A, can I mention one thing about the merch? Of
1: course. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You kind of I'm flew right things. past that.
1: There's too much.
0: We've got two new designs out for our one year anniversary. They're out there right now. I Actually, I uploaded them, I think, yesterday and no one's noticed yet. <laughs> um because well people have already purchased all our merch right and yeah. it's like well they're waiting for new designs we exactly. just haven't announced new designs they're out right now
1: and one years or one is specific to our one year anniversary which is it super is.
0: cool um again the art done by me yours by truly you. so if you go over there you're not only supporting the podcast you're also supporting my art side so thank you very much um but yeah it's got two skeleton hands of us cheered. it's it's my hand and nicole's hand cheersing in front of uh our Little wicked and grim tree
1: with wine. I'm holding wine and you're holding scotch, right?
0: Yep,
1: it's super cool.
0: And that's, that's what I'm drinking right now scotch. And you're drinking wine right now. I'm actually year.
1: double fisting right now. I'm not gonna you lie, you are,
0: you are, but there's wine there. <laughs> there's so wine counts. in a cooler, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll also post up uh what those new designs are on Instagram and you can go check it out for yourself and you can purchase some new designs for new attire, clothes, whatever you want to get. It's over mm-hmm. on Redbubble and link is down in the description of this podcast and of course over on our socials. You can find it there too.
1: Absolutely.
0: But enough dropping that. Go ahead and talk about the Q&A.
1: Okay. So yeah, we're doing a, our, I think it's our first, well, first like Q&A really. I don't know we've done live. A Q&A, And and we are doing our first live, like holy shit, way to make me want to pee my pants. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing a live on Instagram at six o'clock, PST, Pacific, Pacific Standard, Standard Time. Time, right?
0: And that is today.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So that will be Tuesday. So uh, February 8th.
0: Yeah. Tuesday, February 8th, 2022 at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.
1: On Instagram. Yeah. And so we'll be at we've had some questions submitted already on Patreon. And then I just put a question box up right now. And then you can obviously submit your questions live as well. So we'll be yeah. answering some things. And then after that one's done, we're going to be hopping over to Patreon to do a little more intimate live i suppose you could call it
0: there will probably be more consumption of alcohol most likely at least by me
1: it's a tuesday dude
0: so (laughs) it's all good
1: oh my gosh so yeah that's that and then what else what else
0: what else we got oh oh finally we got something cool coming
1: oh yeah
0: um we were reached out to by our local news and they're like we didn't realize there was a cool podcast local. Do you guys want to come in and do a news spot? Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay.
1: It's like the news talk show. It's like a daily talk show. It's called CKPG Today.
0: Yeah, and we're going to be on that talk show. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on the tenth. We're going to figure out a way to get it recorded and put it up for you guys on
1: Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can drop the link because people might want to.
0: Oh, that's true. Want to yeah. see
1: that? So, oh my gosh. If we do good, we'll drop the link.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we do good, uh, we'll do it anyways. We'll do good, yeah. We will drop the link whether we bomb it or bomb it. I mean, that can be taken good or bad. So mm-hmm. there we go.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be fun though.
0: It is. I'm stoked. This yeah. whole this whole one year, this whole podcast thing is just it's it's brought a lot to our lives and we really appreciate everything. So thank you guys. Honestly.
1: Yeah, seriously. I don't know. There's been many times where I've been like, oh, is this worth it? Whatever. But it's freaking worth it. And everyone listening makes it worth it. And just
0: well, the only time we're questioning if it's worth it is when we're researching. As soon as we're done (laughs) researching, we're just like, yes, this is awesome and amazing. And we love it until we're researching again.
1: okay, Or when we get a bad (laughs) review. Yeah, that as well, because I've had a couple like a couple doozies.
0: And I think people need to realize, like, we're not some big studio no. we see the bad reviews yeah we read them you guys some of those people out there are dicks
1: yeah they're like it's so mean almost just against your character really like yeah it's,
0: wow i i honestly think what it is um is people get upset on the type of podcast we are and that's understandable there's not yeah. not everything is for everyone but they get upset on that and then they start looking for something to get mad at us for it on top of it mm-hmm. um, And I think there, there's been some people who get upset with us because we we combine tragic cases with entertainment and comedy. And I just want to let people know that these are tragic cases. we understand that we sympathize with the victims. Part of the reason why we do the comedy with it is because it makes it a lot easier to digest these tragic stories these people go through. So now you're bringing in comedy. You're able to laugh and you're able to remember these people in a little bit more of a lighthearted situation. And not only that, it really brings down that fear mongering that those perpetrators had.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. So
0: it makes these scary people a lot less scary and it brings more happy memories to the victims so we can remember them in a little happier light. All the while making the horrific things they go through a little easier to, to digest. So that's that's our intent. That's why we laugh. That's why we introduce comedy. And we're being, we're being who we are.
1: Yeah, we're definitely being ourselves. So. 100%.
0: That got a little bit like right to the heart yeah, there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to get that off my chest. My heart
1: grew two sizes.
0: You're a mean one. Or three sizes. Mr. Grinch- I don't know. Uh, heart grew three sizes. I think I three think sizes. Three. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. But anyway.
0: That, that's a long, that's like 15 minute intro there. Holy
1: shit. Let's get going. Kay. I'm pumped. Okay, I shouldn't say pumped, but this case is, it's a wild, it's a wild one.
0: It it sounds like a wild so ride. like
1: wild, wild west. I don't
0: know a lot about this one, but you showed me photos and I know that there is certain things involved and I'm ready.
1: We're chatting about Issei Sagawa today. I feel like this is not actually a super well-known case. No? I don't think it is.
0: Did anyone get it on the Guess It on Instagram thing? There was
1: actually quite a few wrong guesses, which I don't feel like we generally have. Lots of times people like, boom, get it right away.
0: People usually nail it. You guys are good. Um,
1: But there was one person that guessed it, yeah.
0: Uh, So we didn't bamboozle everybody. No,
1: I thought I might have had them this time, but nope. One day. Okay, so Issei was born on April 26, 1949, he was the first of two kids to be born in the family. His father was a wealthy businessman who had served as a president of the Karata Water Industries.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So he the, he had a well. He was basically brought up in a wealthy family.
0: Mm-hmm. By the sounds of it, yeah.
1: Issei was born months early, reportedly being small enough that he could fit in the palm of his father's. Had.
0: holy shit
1: so very premature
0: wow that's tiny
1: the doctors did actu- didn't actually think that he would survive wow and because of this it was not an easy battle for him and he suffered from a number of serious health issues including immediately developing enter enteritis i think which is a disease that impacts the intestines
0: dang he
1: poor would- little guy I know. Like, that's actually kind of devastating to just Mm -hmm. picture that in your head. He would recover from this, but going forward, Issei's health was fragile, and I believe it can be as, like, premature, I think, babies lots of times have, like, health issues a little bit down the line, I think that's kind of a
0: fairly normal thing to expect, yeah.
1: And along with that, he was also, had a very introverted personality. He was close to his younger brother- and had memories playing a game with his father and uncle where the two adults would chase the boys around pretending to be giants and wanting to eat them wow this he believes contributed to his obsession with cannibalism
0: that's kind of fucked up
1: did you know i was going there with that I
0: yeah i did know that one um, that,
1: that's just a lighthearted game
0: it is i mean like i played some weird games as a kid too like how many people played like cops and robbers and that oh, sort yeah. of stuff? Or there's one I remember I played Blindsman Bluff where we would uh, tie a blindfold over our eyes and basically play tag.
1: Holy heck.
0: Yeah, it was like I'm surprised no one broke their neck.
1: <laughs> well, even the playgrounds we had as kids, they would never pass now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, the, but there's some things out there that I just... I mean, mind you, everyone's different, but I can't think of anything... Any way that these actually made an impact on me or things about my life, you know?
1: I almost feel like that's just using that as an excuse, almost in a sense. Like, would that really trigger something? I don't know, potentially.
0: There's a chance. I mean, never say never, right?
1: Yeah. So, unlike many cases that we cover, this is actually different in that Issei had a great childhood.
0: Well, that's good, at least. He
1: described it as being the best time of his life with parents who really loved him deeply. So I just wanted to point that out there because that is not a normal introduction. Generally, it's like.
0: They well, went through some shit. There's yeah, trauma. Yeah, like
1: real shit. And like it's almost just repeating ourselves. So, so his first desire of cannibalism was when he was in first grade. Whoa. So that being like six or seven years old. Hold on.
0: Can you say this again? Desire or action?
1: Desire. 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 Okay. Desire.
0: That's, that's key there.
1: Yeah. Not action.
0: Okay. Six years old, though, still. Wow.
1: And this came after catching a glimpse of one of his classmates' thighs. He wanted to taste her flesh.
0: Well, you know what? Thinking that he's that young when he has the desire for that, that very well could attribute to the the giant eating game thing.
1: I guess. I mean, if they played it often and then he looked at people differently. Yeah. Potentially, I guess. Maybe he
0: wanted to be the giant, you know, Oh, I want to, I want to be the giant. I want to chase you and I'm going to eat you sort of thing. And then just set that thought in his head.
1: It's interesting. You say that though, because he's very small, which we will cover cover okay. shortly. Well, as a
0: preemie, I mean, it's general that if you're a premature, then generally you're, you're a little bit smaller.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not always. I'm sure. But
1: so there isn't much to report on his younger years but in an interview Essie did with Vice later in his life, he reported that as a youth, he continued to exper- experience cannibalistic desires with women. Sex wasn't something the family ever talked about, and I guess that there wasn't any sort of, I don't know, sex education back then or in Japan. Oh, I actually, I think I kind of forgot to say where they live. They live in Japan.
0: <laughs> I assume that by his name, but yeah. Okay.
1: So I don't know if um, basically it was just like, back in the day when he was born, like the family didn't talk about sex and I guess maybe they didn't in the schools either.
0: Well, What, what era was this? Um,
1: well, he was born in
0: 1949. 40s, okay. So, well, 50s then.
1: Yeah. Um, where was it here? Okay, because when um, Issei got his first erection, mm-hmm. he thought something was wrong with him, that he was ill and got super embarrassed about it. And he didn't know how or about masturbation at the time. Mm-hmm. so he turned to his dog oh and that's literally all i'm gonna say about that because i'm just not going in
0: there oh that detail. oh yeah so maybe, oh. maybe sex okay. education
1: is actually a good thing yeah i'm thinking oh yeah i'm thinking so all these things considered are
0: you okay i am really disturbed
1: it's really fucking disturbing
0: like if there's one, I mean, it's horrendous. I think we talked about this before. It's horrendous when you talk about, um, f- some of the things that we do to human beings, but it's like, it's even worse when it's animals. I just, it, it gets to me more.
1: Well, I think it gets both. Well, yeah, it gets, it gets to, to both, to both to us. of us. I don't know. We're huge animal lovers. I, and just there's, just, you look in their eyes, they're just so innocent and pure. And I'm like,
0: <gasps> well, I think it's because, that uh, they are literally helpless t- and, completely dependent on us yeah
1: you're their everything
0: so i mean to do something to them when they rely on you for everything it just seems like a greater sin because you're breaking more trust mm-hmm. not that it is a greater sin but it's just it's that much more heartbreaking yeah you know in that sense yeah it's, it's i don't know it's a really sensitive thing to say i know i could
1: go into more detail but i'm just not going to because yeah. i don't want to <laughs> okay so all these things considered Issei turned to having a strong interest in literature. He would go on to attend the, attend Waco University and completed a master's degree in English literature, literature at Kwanzee Kuka University. Nailed it. Probably nailed it. As Issei aged, his fascination with cannibalism would develop a sexual component and he started fantasizing about eating the flesh of a woman particularly interested in tall western women i haven't mentioned this yet because i kind of mentioned a little bit earlier i guess but ise was a very small man he was four foot nine inches Wow. often describing himself as very frail wow so not even five feet
0: i'm really curious if he likes to be dominated or if he likes to be the dominator he, I don't
1: he, I don't even uh, think this podcast will answer that for you. Really? No. Okay. So you're going to just have to keep wondering, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to wonder. I'll think on it. I'll see. I'll draw my conclusion at the end.
1: <laughs> okay. When Issei was 24, he intended to complete his first cannibalism act. He followed a German woman home to her por- apartment, waited until her lights were turned off, and broke in while she was sleeping. She was asleep in her bed naked. And he wanted to slice off a piece of her butt to enjoy later and flee the scene.
0: Did he actually or just want to? He just wanted to. He didn't do it, did he?
1: So I'm not certain how that played out in his mind because it obviously didn't go quite like that. He had nothing to knock. He went. He broke in. Yeah. He did break in. I,
0: I, I gather that. But I'm imagining him like at the bedroom door, maybe even looming over her or something and Either she wakes up and she interrupts him or he just doesn't have the, the chutzpah to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. So he was basically super poor planned. He had nothing to like knock the woman out with or anything. Mm-hmm. So he grabs an umbrella she had in there and kind of like went through her apartment and found a knife from her kitchen. Gotcha. So I'm just like, I mean, I guess that means it's not premeditated. But as he approached the sleeping woman, he accidentally touched her, waking her up. She started screaming And that being that Issei was so small, she was able to overtake him. Gotcha. The police arrested Issei and charged him with attempted rape. He kept his intended desires to himself of wanting to eat her ass, literally. (laughs) Literally. I had to put that literally in there because then like eating the ass, I guess, could be right
0: I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. That is single-handedly the greatest thing you've said in this oh podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Bravo. It oh. wasn't
1: that good, Ben. You're just like <laughs> freaking hysterics over there.
0: That was good. That was I. I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: Yeah, I chuckled earlier. Yeah,
0: I'm disappointed I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh, my god! If I wrote this podcast, I would have gone right over that joke.
1: Yeah, you think?
0: I would have missed it.
1: Well, it's actually funny because I just had that written and then I was just like, wait a sec. (laughs) Wait a sec. So there we go. Okay. Where the frick was I? Um, Oh, okay. But I think we all know what wealth can do. Yes. His father paid a settlement to the victim, causing the charges of attempted rape to To be be dropped. So, I mean, okay. I just wanted to touch on that. Because I feel like that's awesome that this chick, she didn't actually get injured, I guess. I mean, she, she would have got the shit scared out of her. Like, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. And I'm sure she locks her everything.
0: Locks um, her door and everything now. Yeah.
1: But then, I mean, taking that settlement probably was, I bet you it was a fair chunk of change and it would like changed her life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of, but then this guy is just like getting off the hook for shit.
0: Yep. And right back out there Mm -hmm. to do it again, as we've seen time and time again.
1: Uh, Time and time again, yeah. Okay, so after finishing his graduate program, Issei went on vacation, taking a luxury boat trip to Greece. He would meet a butcher while on this boat, who he described as being a fat, jolly man, who described to him in detail how to butcher meat. Because Issei was very and t- questioning questioning his job yeah. and wanted to know everything.
0: Well, I mean, butchery is is like an art form. I'm sure someone who's into that would be more than willing to, to share the information with someone of like mind.
1: Exactly. He was just talking about his job, right? Yeah. So the problem with this though is Issei would later go on to use these skills, which you'll hear about, but he had the absolute, I feel like awkwardness, assholeness, like all of the above, to send this man a letter later Basically, thanking him for sharing this knowledge with him. Wow. And like in one of the interviews, it was almost like he was surprised that the guy didn't email or didn't letter him back or send a message back. But he just was like almost putting blame and guilt on this poor man So I'm assuming
0: this is not like after he's just done it and not caught. This is after he's been caught? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: So the guy might even... Have heard it and recognized him, and wow, like that just sucks.
0: No kidding. So um, if he gets caught. We know that.
1: Yeah, I did just drop that, didn't I?
0: Well, I mean, we knew his name, and we're just grabbing it. Of course, he gets. Caught.
1: Yeah. So at the age of twenty-eight, Issei moved to Paris to pursue a PhD, studying comparative literature at the uh, Sorbonne University, which is known to be quite a prestige university. While in Paris, Issei admitted that he would bring home a sex worker almost every night.
0: To the, eat ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the intention <laughs> to shoot them, but he was never able to get the courage to pull the trigger.
0: Until one day.
1: Until. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. In 1981, after being in Paris for a number of years, Issei met 25-year-old Dutch student René Hartfeldt who was also studying at Sorbonne University. Renee was a stunning, 5'10", very intelligent woman who Issei was attracted to instantly. She spoke many languages and he would hire her using his father's money to teach him German. Okay. They would start to, however, develop a friendship as Renee would regularly visit Issei's apartment for his German lessons. However... As they grew closer and closer, Issei's de- desire for her grew, as well as he would become obsessed with the thoughts of eating her. He has described his desire to eat women, eventually almost turning into an obligation.
0: Obligation.
1: Obligation. His uh, words. Wow. Which is really messed up when you think about that.
0: No one owes anyone shit. Mm-hmm. Ever. Remember that. Yeah.
1: So on June 11th, 1981, he invited Rene over to have dinner with him at his apartment. Not as a date, though, but under the pretext that his professor wanted some German poetry recorded. But as I'm sure you assumed, Issei planned to murder Rene that
0: night. Mm -hmm. Poor (laughs) Rene.
1: Considering himself weak, ugly, and small... He selected Renee for her health and beauty, which were characteristics he felt he lacked, and he wanted to absorb her energy. And I guess he thought he could do this by – through consuming her.
0: That is fucked up. Super fucked.
1: Like, the poor thing. Like, I feel like she was just, like, a kind person because – um she enjoyed hanging out with him Mm -hmm. and but it was strictly friendship or whatever right but then and i don't even think that she had the knowledge that he had this obsession with her
0: and i think that like absorbing her beauty and stuff that's got to be complete like an afterthought i call bullshit on that because he's already got these like these thoughts of wanting to consume someone Mm -hmm. he's already got An idea on these tall Western women that he likes. So she fits the profile and he already knows what he wants to do with her. I think he's just adding that in after the fact to make himself feel better about doing the act.
1: Possibly. Yeah, I don't know if that was ever. Oh, yeah, it would have been stated after, I suppose. But I mean, this desire has been going on for like decades probably oh i know and exactly right? my point so. he's
0: been having these desires for decades mm-hmm. so why would well I, I wanted to you know uh imbue her energy and beauty into me why would that change the desires and make it okay why is it now that's what made me want to do it
1: yeah there was actually some reports that did say his story would kind of change a little bit through the year slightly so i mean he's just making it his perfect story really right well it's growing in his head and he's probably justifying his actions in a yes, way. Yes, and-
0: exactly. That's justifying actions. And, yeah. and humans are infamous for doing so, justifying one's actions. Mm-hmm. And hindsight is twenty twenty. So after the fact, you, okay, you look at the situation and you justify your actions and you convince yourself that this is why you did it. Not that you're trying to convince other people. You're convincing yourself this is why I did it.
1: Well, you always come up with better shit after you've done something oh yeah i oh, i should have done this
0: i can't count the amount of times where i should have yelled at that person <laughs> at that intersection because he cut me off and he was an asshole but
1: you didn't even honk
0: right and then like two months later i wake up at 3 a.m oh i should have done this I'm like you know
1: <laughs> it haunts you.
0: it does that asshole seriously okay seriously one day you were there he turned he cut me off i flipped him off and he turned around with the lights and followed us down and then like pulled a yui and was glaring at us and i was i should have done something really you don't remember that
1: i don't think i do i forget shit like that yeah. really easily
0: anyways though. i i should have i should have done shoulda woulda coulda yeah well i was like i think we were like 18 or 19 at the time so i was a little cowardice he was a full-grown adult
1: oh my goodness came <laughs> okay, back to the story sorry i digress <laughs> Okay, so as Renee was sitting at Ace's desk reading poetry, her back was turned to him. So he took this as his opportunity. Grabbing his twenty-two caliber rifle, Issei would shoot Renee in the back of the neck. Some reports saying, after which he would faint from the shock of what he just did. Not all reports said that, but some reports that said it was a shock or seeing the blood or whatever, because he didn't like blood. It's known that he doesn't like blood
0: interesting for a cannibal
1: that is actually interesting never put that together so when he came to he realized he could finally carry out his plan of consuming human flesh meat whatever you want to call it but being attracted to renee he initially had sex with the corpse
0: yeah i saw that coming
1: which, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry, guys, because I my last one was
0: yeah. Can we not do necrophilia, necrophilia for a while? And
1: that's just shit. It's just all shit. That's the only thing I'm mentioning about that. But once that was done, it was time to fulfill the fantasies he had been brewing since he was basically a child.
0: Well, since six, right?
1: Six, seven, yeah, grade one. But my like most of his plans, he did not have this fully thought out. He knew he wanted to start on the ass, which looked most delicious to him, and to start on the right side as it was the furthest from the heart and he had a fear of blood. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that was his logic.
0: Eh, It doesn't make sense. But uh, to be honest, in any sort of butcher, butchery or anything, the ass is where you have the nicest cuts of meat.
1: Really? eh? Yeah. I
0: think rump roast, the nicest steak. I mean, tenderloin is up. into the back and stuff like that, but it's still kind of the rear end. Huh. That, like, basically from your middle back down your spine into your butt, that's where the nicest meat will be.
1: Oh my gosh. You know what? I'd honestly think I'd rather just starve to death than have to consume, <sighs> oh yeah. no, consume totally. a human. Like, yeah, that's just I, disgusting. I feel you. Like, I couldn't imagine looking at someone's ass yep. and being like, tasty mm-hmm.
0: but muscle structure is muscle structure and
1: well like tasty and maybe that person has a nice ass but all that i want to chomp a bite
0: <laughs> don't want to eat some ass
1: no <laughs> okay but he quickly realized that he couldn't bite into the skin as his teeth weren't sharp enough and it was hurting his jaw so he rummaged through his kitchen to find something to assist him trying to find a fruit knife, or he did find, sorry, a fruit knife, but that also did not work. He had nothing in his kitchen that was sharp enough, which I was like.
0: Sharpen your knives, man. That's really weird.
1: Like, I would have a few knives. I've got a that. knife on
0: my hip sharp enough, right here, ready <laughs> oh to <my> go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> At so, all times.
1: So he made a trip to the market to purchase a curved meat knife. And this did the trick. And Issei began to cut into Renee's body. In his own words, he thought he would see red meat right away, but instead there was a yellow corn-like substance, fat. fat. He had to cut very deeply to reach the red meat. Experimenting by consuming some pieces raw, the breast and the face, cooking other pieces and experimenting with different sauces, he ended up saving his favorite pieces in the refrigerator, like the thigh, to have later wow okay that actually just made me feel like i was about to throw up
0: yeah that was gross that was a lot
1: sorry Ooh, deep breaths the
0: only thing that's saving me right now is because of hunting i'm i'm not picturing human i'm picturing like animal you know
1: i'm picturing human i think that might be why i've been like queasy because this case is freaking disgusting oh
0: this is nasty don't get me wrong i think disassociating is the only thing that's saving me yeah maybe
1: that's what we need to do so, Issei was also documenting each stage of the process by taking photos of Renee's body. This would go on for two days, describing the meat as soft, odorless like tuna, and that it would just melt in your mouth.
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Wow.
1: He consumed pieces of Renee's calves, lips, thighs, and breasts until he felt her body was no longer consumable and needed to be disposed of.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Okay. I mean, I mean fair enough, but that's, that's not a thought I want to think. No, no.
1: No, it's nasty. Like, he's nasty. Uh,
0: Yeah, okay, keep going. I want to move on from this part. Keep going. (laughs) Get us out of these woods.
1: So he went about purchasing two suitcases and decided it would be a great idea to dispose of Renee's body inside these suitcases. Describing the process of cutting up a body to actually be quite hard. Nothing like you would see in horror movies. Nope. But I'm just like, I thought that was a terrible comparison. I mean, I guess, what else would he have to compare it to? But I was just like, does he need to say that out loud?
0: Well, there's, uh, (gasps) I'm trying to think what the movie's called. I do, I do remember the main uh, villain being Art the Clown. And I remember the movie, but I can't remember what it's called. Horror, horror, horror fans out there will be able to tell me what the movie is. Um, But there's one scene where he has a woman hanging upside down by her ankles. And he takes a handsaw. And starts at her groin while she's alive and cuts her straight down. the Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: He's done in like five seconds.
1: Oh, yeah. Like
0: that's that's an all day affair if you're going to try and do that. Oh, God. Like because a saw, for example, will cut through bone. It'll gum up in flesh and it won't continue to cut. A knife needs to be sharp to go through the flesh, but it has trouble going through things like cartilage. And it will not go through bone.
1: Okay. So even like the zombie killing shows, is that just too easy? Oh, how malarkey. How they killing and like chopping the heads off and stuff is way too easy. Oh yeah.
0: Way too easy. Things would get like, um, unless it's like a majorly sharp katana that's being wielded by a professional. Yeah. It would go through, um, a neck or a torso even, but it's, it's not normal. Hmm. Um they would actually, yeah, I would
1: actually think it would have been easy too, I guess now that I'm thinking well, about it, it.
0: back in like way old Japan, they judged blades by how many bodies they could go through. So how mm. many bodies a samurai could cut through. and they do test them today with um pigs in a similar situation. I believe the highest recorded one is a seven bodied blade, but that even could be legend. I'm don't quote me on that
1: oh like you can go kill seven people kind in one of swing
0: in one swing oh
1: in one swing
0: one swing oh, through heck. torsos of that many people but that's with a high quality blade very sharp by a professional your average day person is going to have trouble going through a single body with a professional blade mm-hmm. let alone a crappy one that's 40 dollars that you bought on amazon <laughs>
1: okay well so he's just putting it out there that it's quite hard just just so we all know this at this point
0: yeah sorry I I digress again
1: (laughs) no I was talking about Issei he was the one that said it first right and you were just going along
0: yeah but then I got off on the samurais in Japan and yeah so
1: so his plan was to dispose of the suitcases in a lake at Boidu Blanc which is a huge, I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm just going to say I probably pronounced that wrong because I do feel bad. But it's a major park in Paris. And yeah, that is just a hard
0: word. You should have got your French Canadian out. You should have got that.
1: I actually don't remember any of my French from high school. Like none. Because, okay, for people actually that don't know, like we in I'm pretty sure it's still a thing, but we we were expected to take French. You had to take. It was yep. like a mandatory course up until grade 10, 9, 10.
0: Oh, it was less than that for me. I think I... It
1: was at least in high school, though.
0: Not for me. Not even in middle school for me.
1: I think I stopped in grade six. Okay. I thought you had to. I don't know.
0: But... I was
1: an overachiever, though, so maybe in my mind I felt like you had to and you didn't.
0: I do know there's lots of places in Canada, like uh, over in Ontario, I believe. Quebec, of course, because they are primarily French. Mm -hmm. But there are many provinces in Canada where they do... Um, ensure that you speak French still. Yeah. Um, primarily, I think it's probably close to like 70, 75% of Canadians don't know French. Over here in BC, it's very rare to find a resident who speaks French. So,
1: but I do, th- I did think that you had to take it up to a certain period. I don't know, but that doesn't matter. Okay. So this dude was taking these suitcases to a public park. He was doing it at eight o'clock at night. And he didn't realize that it being like summer, that it was still light outside. He was surprised by this. <laughs> okay. When he left his apartment with these suitcases, it surprised him that it was still fucking light outside.
0: He should just wait till it's dark.
1: I know. I was like, at that point, you should probably just turn around. Yeah. And like where he was going was like a popular place. hmm So it, this just doesn't make any sense. So he hid Renee's body inside these two suitcases he calls a taxi, which is another weird thing, and proceeds to make his way to the park.
0: So he, the taxi took the body then?
1: He went in a, ta- in a taxi.
0: With the suitcases? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Ballsy. The,
1: the funny thing is this taxi driver who was helping him with the suitcases made a joke regarding the weight of them and jokingly asked if the bags contained a corpse, to which he replied, no, just books. <laughs> dark like, oh my wow. gosh okay. And i bet you that's not even the first time something like that's happened because i know so many times like something's heavy oh my gosh what do you have in here a body
0: yeah what's well, that's the go-to joke
1: and then that is probably sometimes maybe one out of i don't know how many it's a body
0: wow although books is a good answer because yeah, books are heavy
1: because he was a student too right so yeah. it just made sense now the visual is just too much It would not have been easy for Issei to maneuver these suitcases through the park in the daylight without going unnoticed. So just imagine for a second, a four foot nine man carrying two not wheeled suitcases. Remember, this is nineteen eighty one. I don't think wheels on suitcases was quite invented yet. Mm -hmm. And Renee, though she was partially consumed, her remaining remains, I'm sure, would still outweigh Issei. So he's carrying two suitcases that outweigh him through a public park in the daylight with a lot of people around.
0: I probably would offer to help him. (laughs) Honestly. Oh,
1: I guess. Yeah. I'm surprised no one did.
0: Canadian. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. Could you imagine then later you like found out those, there's a body in there, man. Yeah. And what if this, okay. You offer to help him because his original plan was he was going to be throwing these suitcases in the lake. Which doesn't even really make a lot of sense. How I don't know how he was getting in this lake. But then if he's like if you offer to help him, yeah, I'm just tearing these down to the lake.
0: He probably wouldn't have accepted help, honestly. Touché. And I would have been on my way.
1: Touche. Touche. Okay. So people were notice noticing, which was starting to make him nervous. So he found a quiet spot to take a break. He was running out of energy at this point. Mm-hmm. And he started to get distracted and admire the sunset that was taking place, which I think is so fucked.
0: That's an interesting note, but yeah.
1: But that was what was happening. He was standing slightly away from the suitcases at the time, and a man asked if they belonged to him, which he impulsively said no, (laughs) later thinking if he had said yes, the man would probably have just like gone on his way and left him alone. Yeah. As the man proceeded to investigate the suitcases – opening them, he quickly discovered there was human remains oh, inside shit. the suitcase and yelled out, Murderer!
0: Shit! Did he like point at the dude then? Like, I Isaiah? What's his name? Ase Ase. okay.
1: Now you got me. Ase, yeah. Um, okay, so he yells out Murderer, but at this time, is already strolling back to his apartment.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he didn't stay for this commotion. He was like, "Pace." Fair enough. Pace, I'm out.
0: I'm really hoping that it was only one victim. Just throwing that out there now. Don't tell me. Just keep going.
1: Okay. Because everything done by Ace A was really quite poorly planned. Police were able to connect the suitcases to him quite quickly within awesome. four days. Yes. They did this via the cab driver that picked him up. And brought him to the park. Like, that was just, like, kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, that was really stupid.
1: And at the time of the arrest, he admittedly... He openly admitted to everything. And admitted, at the time, a feeling relief that he was caught, basically.
0: I'm glad there was only one victim.
1: (laughs) There was only one victim, yeah. But really, there was no way out for him. Because in his apartment, it contained cooked and uncooked human remains. Fuck. The photos he took of the process... And oh, a photo ID card belonging to Renee.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, like, there, like he had to admit it. There was just no way out. Now, you would think that that's it. This dude is going to jail like he's fucked, right?
0: Well, I would think that, but you told me that there's more beyond that. So, let's hear it.
1: But that was not the case. Oh,
0: fuck. Here we go.
1: He is actually out free as we speak. And he has been since August 12th, 1986. And if we need a refresher, he committed the crime June of nineteen eighty one.
0: Wow, five years. Yeah, five years, two months. That's what he served.
1: Yeah, not yeah. I might, I can't. I think I have it listed below, but it like not enough time. Not even remotely enough
0: time. What the actual fuck?
1: Yeah, it, and oh man, this case, it just goes really downhill. Like we're not done.
0: So he murdered someone,
1: ate, ate them. them
0: tried to just dispose Pose of them, the body and he gets five years
1: but not really even because let, let's let just let's just dive in here a bit okay
0: okay dive in
1: so first off his father wealthy hired him a good lawyer mm. right mm-hmm. he was contained in france for two years while he was examined by psychologists and it was determined by the french courts that you was mentally ill They said legally insane and was able to was unable to stand trial. He was ordered to be held indefinitely in a criminal psychiatric ward. Wow. So that's not necessarily even serving time. That's that's getting help, right?
0: Well, I
1: mean, I guess it's kind of serving time. And it was saying that he would be in there indefinitely.
0: There's there's arguments to that. Mind you, I haven't really done My due diligence of research into it, but there's there's arguments on that those facilities generally end up being a lot worse than serving time in prison.
1: They could be so. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never. I mean, I've seen a a jail and stuff, but I don't think I've ever really like looked inside of what a psychiatric ward would look like. Mm -hmm.
0: Although I do like back in the day, I don't know 80s, but definitely farther. It was... Oh,
1: it could have been even worse nowadays. It might not be quite as bad. Yeah, like
0: back then, you're going through at least electric shock therapy, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because
1: they didn't even believe that mental illness was necessarily a thing back in the day. Yeah. So...
0: It was like, we're going to just shock cure you.
1: So while he was there, Issei would write a book titled In the Fog, which he also illustrated. But now, my question here is, if he was determined to be mentally ill... Would someone with that being diag- not diagnosed with that be able to write a book? Like, I mean, because of what he did, it's not far fetched that it would be determined there was something wrong with him. But I also personally think he knew what he was doing and he shouldn't have been using that time to write a book, but maybe rather get the help that he needed.
0: Well, I think someone uh, with an illness like that is def- well with an illness is definitely cap- capable of writing a book. I think it depends on the illness
1: well they had they had said that he was the they used the words legally insane
0: yeah but what's that equivalent to in today's today's definition i don't know
1: but anyway he wrote a book the book he was he wrote was said to be fiction but basically resembled his story to a t that it was concluded to be a true account of his brutal crime
0: but yeah he labeled it fiction
1: yeah like, super interesting. That
0: sounds insane. <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah. Either way, both families involved, Issei's and Renée's, did not want this book to be published for very understandable reasons. But humans being the curious beings we are, wanted to read his story and all the gruesome details that came with it. Making the book a bestseller and Issei to become a celebrity in both France France and Japan.
0: Fuck a celebrity.
1: Jesse Wait. Now there are mixed reports here, but they could all go hand in hand. France didn't like the publicity that came with Ese's new fame, and the French public was growing upset that isei was being kept at their dollar their expense, right? Mm-hmm. And Ese's law- lawyer was also allegedly convincing French authorities that it would be better to have him received treatment in a J- Japanese facility. Gotcha. Issei was deported back to Japan and immediately committed to a hospital in Tokyo for evaluation and treatment. Now, this is the part that's complete shit.
0: This is the part that's okay, complete the shit? the whole
1: thing is complete shit. But you ha- I-, I just have to wonder <sighs> what exactly happened here because I just feel like Issei's lawyer, or dad or both of them had a hand in this. I don't know, just... I don't know. I'll carry on, but just how little time he like kind of served, you know?
0: Oh, that yeah.
1: So at the new hospital in Tokyo, it was determined by psychologists that Issei was in fact not mentally ill, and the sex, sexual perversion was found that sexual perversion story was found to be his only motivation for the murder of Renee, so he could now be criminally responsible for her crime.
0: Okay, so this is where he's going to get charged, but why did he not serve the time?
1: But with the transfer of Issei to Japan, French officials had sealed his documents and did not want to share them with Japanese authorities. What? They didn't share them.
0: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: This caused a problem because now they basically had nothing to hold Issei and and basically... He was allowed to check himself out of the hospital.
0: Are you fucking serious? That's what happened. So he's just checked himself out, and France did nothing about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Lay fuck.
1: <laughs> I know it's it just has. I just feel like there has to be like more to that.
0: That like, is, wow yeah I think there's more to that. My guess is someone somewhere fucked f- up or and the lost dad. Or that oh yes. I don't know.
1: I just wonder, like he was a wealthy man.
0: He could have intercepted something. I don't know, because I just think that's
1: really fucked.
0: I was gonna say someone somewhere lost the files or lost the evidence or something.
1: No, they are basically sealed and
0: but are they? That's my thing.
1: Well, because one report I even read basically said like France like be rid of him, dropped the charges and everything. So they sealed the documents. They were gone. Oh, But then when he goes to Japan and they're not finding him mentally ill, then that means that he did that willingly, but they have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. And he checks himself out.
0: Wow. Okay. That is fucked.
1: And he's been a free man ever since. He served about four years in a France hospital and 15 months in a Japanese hospital for the murder of Renee Hartfeldt
0: holy I would shit. basically
1: say that's what you would call falling through the cracks of the justice system
0: no kidding
1: 100% because he should have been in there for life especially with the shit that I'm still about to share with you
0: oh there's more
1: there's more this is not the end what <laughs> are you good we got a few we got a bit more pages to go through here
0: pages <laughs> are you fucking kidding me
1: Okay, so in the Vi- in the Vice interview, I watch, Issei describes being let out of the hospital as being forced out of the hospital. He was very much so plays like a victim role in this. Okay, this is this, whole thing
0: is this the France hospital or the, the Japanese one?
1: Like the Japanese, like he's done. He's out in the free, right? He thinks that he was forced out, and that he's a victim basically, and that he has no job, no income.
0: Oh, okay, I see. I see what you mean.
1: So, and I don't know. I just watching that. Like, I mean, I would suggest maybe watching that interview because you get to, he's in it and it's just so disturbing. It's oh, so disturbing that he is even able out and doing these interviews. I'm just like, ugh. Um, okay, so now I have more to say. And like I said, it just keeps getting
0: worse. Fuck. Good thing I have a lot of whiskey.
1: In 1985, so this is going back slightly, crime scene photos from Renee's murder and dismemberment were actually leaked to the press and published by a popular French magazine. And these photos oh. are horrific.
0: Oh, shit. So the French can pub publish these photos, but not the information. What? I
1: don't know. Someone leaked them. I don't know if it was someone like in the morgue or I don't know. But someone leaked these photos.
0: Whoever is like, doing this shit, like... Fuck them.
1: I know something. Some There's like more to this. That's why I say there
0: is more to it. hundred percent.
1: So some of the worst and these are some of the worst victim photos I've ever seen. I showed them to you. The fact yeah. that Renee's family and friends had to see them when like they should have just been sealed up forever just like literally breaks my heart like that is mm-hmm. a loved one. And I just could never imagine seeing a loved yeah. one like that.
0: Well, those are the photos you showed me. and And what I told you is it. Almost doesn't look real. It looks like a mannequin. Very much so. Like the Black Dahlia was described. It looks like a mannequin.
1: The images show Renee's nude body, which has been dismembered. Her head and limbs are no longer attached to her body. And there's a lot of damage from her, from him, sorry, removing pieces of her body to consume. Ugh. Man. Sorry. I'm good. (laughs) A reporter was arrested. For publishing the photos and over 200,000 copies of the magazines, the magazines were seized. But when something like that is out there, it's out there. Yeah. And this, though, the reason I put this in there, this just added to Issei's fame and he started to be referred to as the celebrity cannibal.
0: Oh, fuck. Are you serious?
1: And he was all for capitalizing on the public's interest in his crimes.
0: He is banking on this Mm -hmm. like he is making money he's
1: making a lot of money fuck he wrote a weekly column in a popular japanese tabloid magazine in addition to the book he wrote while hospitalized he also wrote and published several other novels including illustrated magnas do you know what that is no sorry okay i thought you would it's maybe i'm pronouncing it but it's comics or graphic novels originating from japan manga Magna, Magna?
0: manga, manga, manga. Well, actually, manga is technically how it's pronounced.
1: Okay, so he did that. Manga
0: is the Western pronunciation, but manga is how it's actually pronounced.
1: And then he also edited an anthology about cannibalism fantasies. He appeared as a lecturer at universities and has been a guest on many Japanese talk shows. Most disturbing of all. Issei has written restaurant reviews for a Japanese magazine and appeared on cooking shows. What the fuck? Which I think is in no way he should ever be associated with food. No.
0: Any chef that would associate with that, sort, like, Ugh. wow, I would never support an in- no. individual like that. Fuck that. No.
1: And the thing is, like, so, yeah, he's saying he's a victim and stuff, but he's agreeing to all these things. Some of them did, like seem like they almost put him in a situation where they're like making fun of him sometimes some of the things but like yeah he was profiting money and stuff and he was known as like a celebrity right yeah. so um okay this could be more disturbing than him associated with food i don't i'll let you decide but he's appeared in several porn films in which oh. he would bite his co-stars co-stars or in one case he was to spend 24 hours with a woman. They were supposed to have sex three times. But after the first time that they had sex, he would have to share his secret with her and of what he is and get her reaction on camera.
0: What the fuck? Like
1: fucked up shit. Yeah.
0: Whoa. I'm sorry. This is the worst. <laughs> Whoa. This is the worst case we fucking covered. Not because it's like the most horrendous stuff to the victim. but because, It is horrendous
1: to the victim. Oh, oh it
0: is. But we yeah. covered some some dark we have. shit. Yeah, that's that, That's my point. We've covered some dark shit equally or potentially greater to this. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that he's just getting away with this and it's now like the highlight of his life and he is making money off it and he's happy and just that is the most fucked up thing mm-hmm. It's so
1: messed. Like researching this case is messed. Okay. (laughs) Where are we Way to pick
0: a fucking one year anniversary episode. Wow. (laughs) I know.
1: I was going to actually pick some another one where like the husband had murdered his wife, I think. Yeah. But then I was just like needed something else. (laughs) So then I found this one. (laughs) It's really messed. Okay. So to finish this episode off. The most mind-blowing piece of the
0: puzzle. Oh, oh the, the most mind-blowing piece? Now there's yeah. more? Are you oh ready? Oh my God. I, I, I want to say I'm ready, but I'm sure I'm not.
1: Issei still admits he has a desire to eat people. Oh, fuck. And yet he's still roaming the streets. He openly admits that he has this desire. And in that one interview, he said that he can control his desires by masturbation. But for some reason, he can't no longer masturbate. And so he fears what he will do.
0: Are you fucking yet, kidding me? he is
1: still roaming the streets.
0: He should be in an institute. I know. If he has these desires.
1: He's admitting it to the world, but no one's fucking doing anything.
0: What the fuck?
1: He also claims, though, that he would never act on his cannibalism urges because he has no desire to kill another human being. But he will pass by a beautiful woman on the street and wonder what she might taste like.
0: Damn, I want to eat that ass.
1: But literally taste like.
0: Fuck! That is so fucked up.
1: He also said that he thinks his desire to eat Renee Hartfelt might have been satisfied if she would have allowed him to drink her urine and eat her pubic hair. What? Why should you be laughing with your face? Oh, anyway, so there you go. Maybe <laughs> you gotta stop at that I'm face. I'm so,
0: I can't. Wow. Are you okay? I
1: don't know. Your face was so distorted, I can't get it together. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, but you are talking about some absolutely horrendous shit. Like I said, it's, it's, of course, she went through some horrible things, absolutely done to her. But the twist, the most twisted part of all of this is society and humans around this individual who's just saying, I have these urges still. And they're like, "Cool, tell us more." Walk free. <laughs>
1: yeah, but okay, but what are they supposed to be doing? Is the thing is, he could have he could have done this again. Like that's a long time that he's been out on his yes. own. Like I would not surprise me if he there very
0: has, well may have done this again. Yeah,
1: like there's a missing person. I mean, you we already know that he was always with sex workers. Maybe he's done this to his sex worker, mm-hmm. and that person. Like hasn't been reported missing yeah. or something, right? Like, I I feel like he's could have done this again.
0: As far as, like, what they're supposed to do, he's openly saying, I have these urges. They should be like, we should put you in a facility. We need to get these under control.
1: I almost think that he would have probably been receptive of it, too.
0: Probably. Going back. Probably.
1: Because in, in some way, it does seem like he wants help.
0: And from, from the sounds of it all... The biggest monster of all this, not saying that his actions are worse than I say. Is that how you say it? I say? say, say I think you've gone back Eise. and forth. I a know times. I might have.
1: It's I but think it's it's say
0: Not that he's a the biggest monster of all is his father. Not that he's committed worse crimes because Asay has actually murdered and consumed someone. But his father is probably the one who's perpetrating. Or sorry, perpetuating him to walk the streets, who's paid off the French officials, who's probably holding off anyone who does want to put him in a facility. They're probably more so afraid of him and what he is going to do or is capable of.
1: I don't know, though. We don't know that.
0: Or maybe Ace wants to go to a facility and his dad's like, no.
1: Because da- technically he could check himself in. To somewhere. Well,
0: I think that's probably the only way they could hold him. Not that they can't, like, offer him. The I help. know,
1: but yeah, they can't physically make him.
0: They can't hold him, but they can definitely offer, I believe. So,
1: okay. So basically, I just dropped the bomb that I don't know. The other way that he could be controlling his desires, though, is maybe by drinking people's urine and eating their pupa cares. I don't know. I don't know, but the one thing is due to health re- reasons, Assay is in a position of needing daily assistance and in his home. so basically, I feel like the population is mostly likely safe because he would, I think he has health issues that he would be needing help if he were to do these acts. So I feel like at this point, they're safe. The documentary thing I watched also said his new fantasy and I don't even have this in here, I'm just going to put it in here, is he wants to be killed. He fantasizes about being like brutally killed.
0: Really? Where
1: it hurts. Like he wants the pain. Wow. So I don't know. This guy has some serious issues.
0: Wow. That is some dark shit.
1: But I would suggest... heavy. I would suggest watching this. It was... The documentary was... I don't have it open anymore. It was Vice... We'll put it in our um, our show notes, the link, because mm-hmm. um, I did get information from there. But it's only like half an hour and it's just like so interesting to watch this guy. But it just made me so angry most of the time because I'm like, how is he just free and out there to even be doing this interview and saying these things? And it's just OK. Like it, it will probably make it make you angry. And he very much so portrays himself as a victim, in my opinion.
0: And that that's the most fucked up part of this whole case. Is that he is portraying himself as a victim and that society is letting him be free.
1: Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they paid him a lot of money to do a lot of weird yeah.
0: things. And, and what was the name of his victim? Renee Hartfelt? Mm-hmm. Uh I just, because we talked a lot about a and, or I say, however you say his name. I, I just want to bring up her name, R- Renee Hartfelt, because he definitely overshadows her in this case and he shouldn't.
1: Well, yeah, she was beautiful and she was young and she was smart. Like she had, I'm sure, an amazing life ahead of her. And the fact that she even just like befriended someone like him because he's not a normal person. Yeah. Shows, I think, a lot of character. She's a good person. Yeah. She's a good character. She's good.
0: And he killed her, only served a few years and is profiting off her death. That is so disgusting.
1: It's disgusting.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: (laughs) So there you have it.
0: There's not enough scotch in the world to make me happy right now. Like, I, I need whiskey like you can't believe.
1: Yeah, this actually really affected you. And wow. I, I apologize for my laughing. It's not that I think any of this is funny. But oh, you've been just laughing like at me. The distortion in your face and your reactions. I just can't even. I have, I had to stop looking at you to get through this.
0: <laughs> We've talked about messed up shit. Like I say, this is the most messed up because of what society is allowing.
1: I know. It's very, very weird. The whole thing at the fact that he's even has this nickname, the celebrity cannibal is just.
0: Oh, wow. uh, Wow. Wow, indeed.
1: Okay, well, I hope you all have a chance to listen to this and recover before our (laughs) Q&A session. Yes. Today, today, I keep saying tomorrow only because we're recording this on Monday, but it's on Tuesday, the day this is released at 6 p.m. PST.
0: So February 8th,
1: February 8th,
0: 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be uh putting some info out
0: about us. I don't know if I can recover in time. You better. Wow. I I may have a glass of something in my hand, of undisclosed fluids.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. And then if you want to support us, we do have that merch out, and it's our one year anniversary merch, which is pretty cool and pretty special to us. And it would mean a lot if you also wanted to wear a piece of our
0: merch. Yeah. Links are down below where you can go check out that merch and check out our social media and go follow the instagram link to go see her live yeah so do we have anything else to drop or is that it i
1: think that's it
0: yeah keep up to date on our social media go find our merch sign up for patreon if you'd like and most importantly stay wicked